back, everybody, to the CNC replay. I'm Noel. I'm Corey, and I, Noel, we've we've reached a, a milestone. We have, we have reached we've a reached... milestone. Uh, would you like to tell the people? Or you want me to tell the people? You can tell the. People. I guess you, you could probably guess people. from the title of this episode, but uh, we've reached our one year mark. I mean, technically one we're year. Uh, t- technically we're two days away from our one year mark because it was January nineteenth, twenty twenty one. But we don't have time to record other than right now at ten o'clock on Monday. So. Yeah, yeah, we have reached how, a year. That's how it goes. That's how it goes. And, and Chris is being old and lame, and he's going to bed. So. At 9.30, yeah. At 9.30. He's probably reading a book on taxes or something like that. But Yeah. Do you, ever, do you remember what our first episode was about? No clue. You have no clue. No guesses? Zero guesses? Some about, some about the Red Wings being the Red Wings and the Pistons being the worst good team or the best worst team ever or something like that. And mm-hmm. lions, the second week was about biting kneecaps. Cause you showed me the little thing in before. Oh um, yes. And you could see the, the title. Yeah. I could see the title. So, mm-hmm. um, was Campbell hired that episode? Yeah. Like two days before, or like it was about a week before week, maybe a month before Holmes was hired. And then about a couple days before Campbell was hired. So that was our first thing we talked about. We talked about the Red Wings return to play because in 2021 they got back after was it after Christmas or like just before Christmas or something? Maybe. I don't know. They had you know they had the 50 game oh yeah season or no, whatever. No. Mm-hmm. I do remember. So that. we started talking about that, um, and then we had like no updates for the Pistons because not at that point none of us were watching them. <laughs> Whoops. Um, and then the Tigers had a couple new signings going into the season, preseason. So we love that. Yeah. That was what we, we were talking about. Love that. Man. And Chris could flies. not get our name right for like the that... first seven times he said it. Oh, it was incredible. That's awesome. <laughs> Simpler times. Simpler times. Back when Chris was editing and our, our uh, you didn't have a mic, you were using, I don't even know what the what the heck you were using. but No, I think I was only, I only was without the mic for one episode. Yeah, and it was then... that first episode. Yeah. And then for the episodes that... Uh... Like I was traveling or something, maybe I didn't have it. But the one time I went to Florida, I did bring my mic with you me. You did. It was very proud. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, I recorded in a conference room. I still hold the record for most places recorded. I'm pretty darn close. <laughs> no, I, think I don't you think, have... think you are. Because I have at least three or four. Okay, I have, I have the church. Uh-huh. I have Michigan. Uh-huh. I have uh, the old house in Indianapolis. Then I have the new house in Indianapolis. I forgot I you have, moved. Yeah, I have Florida, and then I believe I have something else. Did you record while you were at the baseball all-star game? No, no. you didn't. No, I didn't. That would have been a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, No, I recorded before because it was like I wasn't sure if I was going to be there or not quite yet because of the tickets thing, mm-hmm. the ticket situation. Um, and then afterwards I was like, yo, I have to tell this story. And then I told the story about what had happened. That's right. That's right. Anyways. Okay. So you have five, maybe six. We can't remember what the six is. Yes. Yeah. I have Chris has, Chris is lame and he only has like two. I think he's got his house. I think that's it. Yeah. That's it. But yeah, I have the apartment, uh, California, and my parents' house. Mm-hmm. So I have the three. So I'm two behind you, but. Very nice. Like to see that. But, you maybe know, I'm getting Grand around. Rapids. I'm getting around. Maybe, maybe I did Grand Rapids, too. I think that was the sixth. Maybe. Were you at 
Seth's house? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know where I was, but I, I think I was in Grand Rapids one of the times. At I least believe once. it. I believe it. Yeah. So One man. of those times when you didn't tell me where that you were here. Oh, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. It's because I hate you. Rude. Yeah. <sighs> it's but we've bitter. recorded in so many different places because we're committed. We're committed. Ugh, and we're, we're world we're, travelers. I'm also world so exhausted. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm just, I'm just like, blech. Like this, like this, this, these past few days have just been blech. Like I remember I was watching, I, I, there wasn't really a whole lot of people here this weekend. So like, that was kind of like a, I like a social, like energy, like, like low sort of a thing. Do so you I was need watching... people to get, ener- to like be energized? Is that something de- that you, you thrive It depends. On? Okay. It, it depends. Depends how that goes. Um, but like this time everyone was either sick or gone or whatever. Mm. So, uh, I remember I had an early morning cause I was playing on worship team. I was playing the bass. Um, and then I get back after lunch to my house, turn on the Bucks game and the Bucks game wasn't even any close at any point at all. And I took a nap for 30 minutes and I just woke up and like, I didn't leave my house for the rest of the day. Like I had food in my fridge and like, I was just running around. I did like a little bit of like home workout stuff. And it was like, so like if it weren't for practice today, I probably wouldn't have left my house for a full 24 hours just because wow. I had no reason to throw back to COVID days. Huh? I mean, I don't even think I was at that because like I was the, I was the messenger boy. Like, we would always go get takeout and I'd be the mm. guy that would go get takeout. So naturally I'm just built different. And I, have, <laughs> I hated that. <laughs> I have immunity because I exposed myself to the deadliest version of this virus at the deadliest time of the pandemic. Mm. Weren't you a shipped? Didn't you do shipped or something? Too? Oh, I did so dude, dude, fricking if I could do shipped like that all the time, if I like worked 40 hours a week doing shipped, which I didn't, I only worked like around 20 to 30 maybe. Mm-hmm. I probably could have made, well, just double. I could have made $12,000 a week or not $12,000 a week, $1,200 a week. I was going to say, holy cow, why did you stop? Yeah. No, I was like consistently running into $600 for working only 20 hours. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Because people were generous. They tipped and it was like, it, it was, it was very funny to notice the trend because in the beginning of the pandemic, people would tip you pretty well uh-huh. for the most part. Yeah. And then once it was just like kind of back to normal ish mm-hmm. and people started going out, like the tips weren't as good mm-hmm. or like sometimes like I do like a huge order, like, like 130 items, no tip. Gross. And it's like, and it's like, technically speaking, like. I'm risking my life to get you groceries and you're not going to give me. You would be considered an essential worker. I think I was. I almost, I, I was like, do I apply for some of these like. Scholarships and stuff. But I did not not do that. You probably could have. If you didn't have your bachelor's degree already, there's a Michigan. You're not in Michigan. But if you were in Michigan, there's, you know, you could have gotten your associate's degree for free like Chris. Too 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 bad I was already on halfway through my master's by that point. <laughs> Darn, it was, was freaking no help for the higher higher education people just for that no. first level. No, and in the and in the eyes of the country, my master's degree is the most worthless of them all. So <laughs> it is what it is. Oops, but whoopsies. Uh, but enough of COVID talk because we have to talk about sports. And we do because have to talk about sports. Because the Lions are officially in the off season, uh, we get to talk about the Red Wings. Yes. First, you're first up, and Noel, can we play Buffalo every day? You know, I will put in a good word. 
um, because that would be great, right? We we it would always be an enter- entertaining air quotes game. I mean, yeah. it was still hard to watch. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. What do but, you mean, like today's game? It wasn't my favorite. In well, I... like in terms of playmaking and stuff. Yeah. I was I was at the I was at baseball practice uh, today, mm-hmm. um, so I, I just saw the updates and like as soon as I got to my car, Lark and then tied the game, and I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. well, yeah, I forgot it's MLK Day, so we're we're playing like all these games at twelve, like, at, like noon yeah. or whatever, um, and I'm like, oh, that's like that's cool, like mm-hmm. Dylan Lark and just tied the game, put the team on back, and then we get to overtime, and I'm trying to get you know bust my rear end on the way home, I don't get it home in time, but I saw the Lark and scored again. <laughs> Yes. Um, and thankfully we had two games to kind of get ourselves back on track and it was a road game in Buffalo. I know how many times I've said like how many, how, how different this team is when they play on the road. I don't care if you're playing Arizona or Montreal, you get a road win for this team right now. And this could change very much in the future. You get a road win. I will, I don't care who's against that's a very, very good thing and something you can build off of. Yeah. Should they have won that game against Buffalo? Absolutely. But I, I kind of think of it this way. when you So, like, we've been living in the horrible sports world that is Detroit sports for a period of time. Um, but those horrible teams look at the schedules and see teams like, oh, we could beat those guys. So, like, for the Tigers, like, oh, we could beat Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. We could beat the Royals. We could beat – so, but on the flip side of that, that's what those other bad teams are expecting of us. Right. You get what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. So obviously Detroit's a little bit, I mean, Detroit's much better than they have in the past three, three or four seasons. Absolutely. But you'd have to think Buffalo's looking at the schedule and sees how horrible, because that was Detroit's fifth or sixth win on the road. Mm, I can go check, but it wasn't much. We haven't had no. many. No, not a whole lot. And I mean, they went over on the West coast trip. It seems um, so it, it's like one of those mindset things. Like Buffalo is thinking, circling this game on the schedule. Hey, this is a game that we can win. And Detroit's like, this is a game we absolutely can win. And then there'll be a t- point in time where like, you know, we reach that. That was our sixth can- win on the road. Sixth. Okay. There'll be a point in time where we reach that echelon. It's like, okay, this is like a game that we should not lose. Right. Shifts from, we could win this game to, oh, we should not lose this game at all. So we got maybe a bit of a taste of that. I know this is a weird dialogue, but we got a bit of a taste of that um, playing Buffalo two games in a row. And usually that's 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 a series where you split. Because Buffalo, I think, started the same goalie as well. But I think they've got COVID issues, so that's why they had to. Um, and they performed a little bit better the second time around than they did in, uh, in the first game uh, at uh, LCA. Um, but So that's just encouraging to see i don't care how bad buffalo is they started off the year really hot they've been covid riddled but that's good to see that's something that the red wings especially in this point in time need to build off of road wins and how are you going to build off a road win if you don't get a road win and they got that today and in dramatic fashion which is even better um dylan larkin is having a career season Hey, you remember um, a couple weeks ago when, you know, one of our friends, I don't know if you guys have heard of him, uh, his name's Chris, uh, said that Dylan Larkin wasn't the best player on this team. Do you you all remember that? Now, I know he's not here to defend himself and his opinions, but um, 
he's not gonna be able to recover from from that view he's not he can't it's not gonna work for him no but i just i just need us all to remember that and and give him some some crap just a little bit a hundred percent absolutely absolutely we do it all in love of course and then also pettiness maybe pettiness um now, I, this isn't to say that I hope Verona comes back and he's horrible. No, I'm not saying that by any means. I want Verona to score 50 goals. However, it, Dylan Larkin is so crucially important to this team. It goes right now, for, it goes him, Nadelkovic, yep. who's, who's closer than you would want in that, in that echelon of things, and then probably Bertuzzi. You don't think Mo? Maybe Mo. I don't know. I because I, I Mo's great, but mm-hmm. he's still a rookie, and I don't know how much you can you like because they're still not they're still not fully leaning on Mo right now. Sure. So like he's not like the guy, and like there's a difference. So like with Larkin, like you could tell that the team was leaning on him by. I guess the the points in you know his game where he'd like be playing pressed, kind of like how Zadina's playing, but Cider is performing at a way better level, um, mm-hmm. and Zadina's not being. That's a horrible. You know what? Rewind that. That's a horrible. <laughs> that's a horrible. Try example. again. But but for Larkin, his first year as captain, right? You could kind of tell in a few of those games last year that he was really pressing to produce for the team, and then also having the weight of being captain of the Detroit Red Wings. That's not right. just something that's like fake. You know, that's, that is a lot of built-in pressure. I don't want to say that, I don't think that equated to his injury, but I think that equated to his production a little bit because he was, he, you know, his, for, for all intents and purposes, his numbers were down last year. He was battling injuries. And when he was trying to recover from injuries, he's like, oh, I still have to produce. And that's not going to help in any recovery process at all. Right. This year he's healthy. He's got a season being captain under his belt and he is the linchpin of this offense. I made, I made, I had a free bet this weekend and I made $130 off of a Larkin assist. And I was like using my, using my reasoning brain mm-hmm. power here. And it's like the, the wings just got shut out at home. Mm-hmm. Awful. And, and any type of offense that the wings get comes through three players right now. And that's Larkin, Bertuzzi and Raymond. Yep. So I'm like, okay, he's got assists and plus odds. The Red Wings are definitely not going to get shut out against Buffalo. If they do, then we have more problems. And then Larkin gets the first assist of the game, and then he gets an assist in the third. Yeah. Except Vlad Nemestikov has also been... Mm, what's the word I'm looking he, for? He plays hard. He's playing hard, but he's also produced more than any of the other not named those three. Yeah. That's, he has the that's same the... amount of goals as, as Raymond right now. What? Really? Yeah, they both have 11, 11 goals. That's crazy. I did yeah. not know that. He scored wow. today. Okay. And then he's got nine assists. So, like, he's yeah. lower on the assists level, but, you know, for yeah. a second, third-line guy, he's yeah. producing something at least. Well, he's on he's on the top line now, or at least right now, because I think everybody could see it. The secondary production on that road trip or the secondary scoring production on that road trip. Trash, I I absolutely trash. Horrible, non-existent. And we talked about, you know, a little bit earlier on, and that when this when the Red Wings were playing at their best, we were getting goals from Ernie, from Fabry. Fabry can Fabry's kind of got a switch. I feel like he can be hot, and then he can be really cold. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but we were getting goals from the Nemestikovs, the Fabries, the Ernies, the Rasmussens, a little. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we were playing really good hockey because of that. Because once you get secondary scoring, that takes pressure off your top guys to produce. We were still getting a lot of production. And Bertuzzi quietly has like 18 goals this mm-hmm. year. He Something has like that. 18 goals. He's, yep. Okay. So he's he's... Bertuzzi is the most unlikely player on the Red Wing because you would look at him and be like, I don't think this guy is any good, but he's very good. <laughs> Especially I mean, if you just look at the way he skates from one end yes. to the other, you're like, are you a toddler? What's happening? How are, yes. how are your feet functioning right now? Because it's yes. not normal. Yes. He always looked like he's angry at the ice. That's how mm-hmm. he skates. <laughs> that's that's a great he's like He like stops. Anyways, gonna, continue your train I'm, of thought. I'm going to use that. But I think that was one of the things that we were really struggling with. And what Blaschel was doing, um, to, he we, we talked about the Blaschel blender a lot for our year rewind. We I think we brought that up once an episode. This is a part of the show where it actually worked out. Nemesnikov is your top line wing um, with Raymond and Larkin, uh, I think, for these past two games, which I don't think you want to keep him there. But just given off of how hard he works... And the production he's been giving off, he's probably one of your better options to do so. Mm-hmm. And then they bumped Bertuzzi down to the second line. Yes. And I would have never thought Bertuzzi would have been a guy to elevate other players on another line. Um, but that line played pretty well as well mm-hmm. um, once Bertuzzi was set. So that's that's where the whole Verana thing is going to come into play. Do you put Verana at the top line with Raymond and Larkin and then keep Bertuzzi at, at line two? Um, with Suter and Fabry, and then Rock with Zadina at the at the three or at the, one of the third line wingers. Maybe take some pressure off of him because I I was mm-hmm. reading some things that they want Zadina to get looks at the top line, which I think I would like to as well. I yeah, like to see that. I would like to see him have at least some consistent time with players that can elevate him to the level that he needs to be elevated to. Because he needs some confidence. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. And yeah. I, as as for Bert being on the second line, I mean, I think, I think it's good to have that motor somewhere else. Um, even if you know he doesn't have the the best hands or like isn't the most. Mm, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, graceful. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely not the most graceful person when it comes to forming a line. But he's not the he's not the center. That's not his job. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we have, you know, you have Larkin on the top who can be the motor for that first line and who by all accounts is the motor for the team and mm-hmm. leads the team in that way. Keep him there. Keep, uh, Raymond, keep, keep Raymond there. It's like the, oh, the, he's the, not going anywhere. The child handcuff things. I don't know if you've ever seen parents with those in the mall, but like yes. child handcuffs, that's what Larkin and Raymond need at all times. Um, and then throw whoever is is producing and or can keep up with them on the other wing. And then if Bert is elevating that second line, yeah, keep him there. I mean, as long as it works, stick with it. You yeah. know? Absolutely. I think so too. Um It'll be it'll be really exciting to see what they do from here on out. Um I would like to hopefully that they kind of tinker with that a little bit more to see what works. Yeah. Um, because you desperately, I mean, if they're, they're still technically not out of a playoff spot this year. And if you want to 
if you want to go for that at this point of the year, you're going to need to tinker and figure out a way to get some production outside of your outside of your top three. I mean, <laughs> right. Um, and Verona coming back will be a huge boost. Um, but you know, let's as much as I love Nemestikov and how hard he works, he's not as naturally skilled as is Adina. Correct. Adina hasn't been able to put it all together, but it's very clear that, that the kid's got some talent. Um, and maybe that takes pressure off, and then Nemesnikov is going to play hard wherever he's at. doesn't really matter. He can. He's a guy that you now know you can throw in your top three or keep him somewhere in your middle six. Right. Like, he'll, ne- he'll never be on the fourth line unless somehow we get frickin' Tarasenko, Braden Point, and a bunch of other guys in a magical world with fairies and pixie dust, but... Mm. That's not going to happen. Um, <laughs> but, no, I really like the way they've been playing. Dylan Larkin has been, if you're not listening to me now, or you haven't been listening, Dylan Larkin is a top-line NHL center. I don't care. I mm-hmm. do not care what you say. Mm-hmm. You can throw, him you. On any, throw him on any top line anywhere. Your team will be exponentially better. Well, maybe not exponentially better if you're the Lightning, but <laughs> your t- you, your team will either be exponentially better or you will not skip a beat. Mm-hmm. Let's go with that. Is mm-hmm. that a better statement? That is better. I, I like that one better. Um, I do just – we have our rookie update, uh, so I'm going to give that. Uh, yeah. First of all, since we were talking about him earlier, uh, Mo Sider, just just in case you were wondering, is out of defensemen in terms of points, number 18 mm-hmm. in the league. He is the youngest in those top 18 good? by six years. Oh. Oh, he, he, I, I don't know how to, I, that's, that's where I'm leaving it. I don't know how else to put it. He is 20. The closest, the next closest person to him is, oh, I'm sorry. Sorry. I missed Quinn Hughes on this list. Quinn Hughes is 22, but okay. other than Quinn Hughes, who is Quinn Hughes, yeah. uh, 26 is 25 in Aaron Eckblad is the next closest. How old Aaron Eckblad? 25. Oh my gosh, he's been in the league forever. He's only twenty-five. <laughs> yeah. Oh my. Um. Good. Good to see him getting like, like, elite level production. Being yeah, doing doing stuff. He was number. Where is he? I just lost he's him. Got, he's number five. Yeah, I was gonna say he's got to be top ten. Yeah. Florida is a machine right now. Mm-hmm. I think they just went. I think they just went three games in a row where they scored over six goals. Holy cow. It was. Unreal. I know they. I know they won seven to one against somebody, and I was just laughing really hard because they for somebody they dropped, they dropped nine goals on Columbus the other night. Oh no! Yikes! I, I, I mean, if if fast forward, if the Red Wings don't make the playoffs, which they, I still think they could, but alas, they don't. I'm hardcore Florida. I want them to win so bad. <laughs> That'd well, because be they have they have no fan support. I don't know why I've, I've been to that arena. That's like, it's a pretty cool little spot. Location might be a little bit weird, but it's not like the Tampa Bay Rays where it's like, you have to like take a bridge, one way bridge to get the different, different subject for a different time. But I mean, they've got, they've got freaks on that team. Just absolute Barkov, Huberto. Um, they've got, uh, Ekblad, they've got, uh, I think, or they've got Sam Bennett now, who's kind of a bruiser, but they've just got, Duclair is mm-hmm. running who's, up and right. through that, yep. those, those forward lines. They are absolutely nasty. Yeah. And I love, 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 love watching them play. Spencer They're, Knight. 
Spencer, I think he's down right now. Is he down right uh, now? I'm yeah, just looking at he, the roster list. But yeah. Bob Brofsky, you know. Yeah, Bob, when he's on, he's one of the best in mm-hmm. the game. It's But he's kind of a head case, so that's sad for him. <laughs> but yes. um, So th- I guess that would be, if we do our brackets again, that's going to be my pick, I think. I think that's fair. Or my my dark horse or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think they'll make it further than they've ever made it before. That'd Let's be fun to watch for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, in other rookie news, uh, Mo Sider has twenty five points. He's still holding on at n- number three out of rookies. Uh, yeah. Trevor Zegris is two at twenty nine, and Lucas Raymond coming in at thirty two points. Crisp and clean. What a vote for him! Final vote. You have yes. Oh, it's over now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's over. If you didn't yeah. vote, well, thank you. I don't know. Just uh, yeah. bummer for you. We're hoping he gets in. That would be a lot of fun. I don't think he will. That's the Atlantic is stacked. I know. I have, but we're but... we're just you know what? I'm I'm holding hoping. on. I'm believing. Um, also, didn't know his nickname was Razor. Learned that in a TikTok today. Me neither. And I d- I don't know how I feel about it. That's fine. Mm. I don't know. One of the who else call, who somebody called him Ray Ray, and I was like that. That's funny. That one feels better. I like that one better. <laughs> That's funny. Yes. Also, Delaney sent me a tweet that the Seattle Kraken uh, got a team dog, and I'm uh, where do I file my complaint? How do I get Steve's email? I need. Listen, I Steve's have got Steve's got bigger fish to fry. He brought I, back Lidstrom. Are you happy? I'm ecstatic, but that means that he can focus on some other things. Well, okay, then give him some time. He's got to settle him in. He's got to. I, do I his need thing there to be a team and... dog. The only reason we haven't gotten one. This is this is my theory. The only reason we haven't gotten one is that somebody is a deathly allergic. Is a deathly allergic to dogs. And somehow I'm blaming Blashill. I don't know if that's true, but it's got to be somebody who's long long tenured on this team. And I'm. You mean Jeffrey? Mad Bezos? about it. Yeah, him too. Well, they kind of look. Well, all... I, they all. It's the Lex Luthor court. All of the coaches look the same. <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> oh man okay let's let, let we got to move on to the pistons um we do so so the epic highs and lows of pistons basketball <laughs> remember bull bull, bull, <laughs> yeah. bull no mo yes uh no no mo bull bull and oh. yeah if you were here last week we we let you know that we had a new we we had a new trade hot off the presses i think it was an hour old at the time we started record, recording mm-hmm. uh and three days later, the Pistons were like, nope, we don't want him. Sorry. No, that's not what it was. Wasn't he it? Failed he a, failed his he failed physical? physical. Okay. Which I don't, I don't know how you can do that. But, I've never heard of that. Like, I know it's like pending physical. I think I've, I think I've seen it one time. I think somebody in baseball failed a physical um, and the trade was voided. But I have never seen like a trade go through, be announced. And I think he was here, and then he did the physical. And I think Roddy Magruder was in Denver as well. And then the and then the trade was voided because something happened. Yeah, they did. They go into specifics. I didn't read a ton of like this is why he failed or whatever. Like I didn't read anything too. I didn't see a whole lot of that either. I think maybe it's a little bit messy. Maybe it's a private concern as well. Yeah. Because this one from, hmm. uh, well, maybe. yeah, it's just it just it the, all of the stuff is just saying he failed his physical. Like it's not, 
giving any specifics or like why or how and I guess I guess I just don't know how you fail a physical because when I first like I didn't obviously I didn't read any articles about that until uh, a little later and so I was like is it something came up in his medical stuff that the pistons were like no we don't want that sorry I just I did wasn't understanding that so I don't I don't know how you fail a physical at at that point in your in your career I feel like if we researched it did our investigative journalism a little bit better we could figure out the real reason why or Mm -hmm. what happened in that physical no clue i've got no clue but um super awkward and weird how that went through now on the flip side it's good because olenic's coming back soon i think maybe he he was doubtful for sunday's game um so i don't think he played but that's progress going from out to doubtful is progress Mm -hmm. um so that'll be some well-needed reinforcement um but how weird is it to be Rodney Magruder? <laughs> right? Trade gets void and you come back. Yeah. I That <laughs> would be such like, a, he walks into the locker room and he's like, hi, yeah. everybody. <laughs> I did see something too, like uh, a couple of the guys, um, a couple of guys on the Pistons, like for like, ah, like pregame, like fit check or something like that. And like mm-hmm. the Pistons like had like a something on Twitter where I don't even know who his player was pointing at Magruder's poster in the locker room or like on the walkway to the locker room. He's like, that's my vet. And it was <laughs> after it was after the, so I, th- I, I don't think the team is like, Oh, you suck. Like we don't want you here. I think the team's like, Hey, welcome back. Yeah. Like... I don't, th- I don't think I was meaning the players. I was meaning more no, like I him walking past. Um, yeah. Oh gosh. Troy Weaver. The- Thank you. It was like yeah. Troy Weaver and all of the, you know, like and the coaching Dwayne. staff and Dwayne, like just that being a little, <laughs> that maybe not like hard feelings or anything. Cause I'm sure he understands that it's business, Yeah, but just kind of that, like, it's weird to be here after you just yeah. traded. I want to say my life, but that feels dramatic, uh, away. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I saw something that uh, the Magic were looking to trade Mo Bamba. Yes, that Mo Bamba. Um, and they were looking for a first-round pick. And mm-hmm. then somebody on the somebody in Pistons Twitter was like, how about Roddy Magruder in a second? And I was like, <laughs> I mean, problem. Why not? Maybe. Yeah. Similar. I mean, hey, why mm-hmm. not? Um, but back to Pistons play. Uh, Pistons quietly had a very good stretch. They were like 5-3. and three. Over their past eight or something like that. Yeah, let's go look. I'll go look that it was, up. That was crazy. And crazier stat, Dwayne Casey is like seven and one or seven and two against the Raptors since he was canned. Oh my gosh, really? So Dwayne Casey won NBA Coach of the Year. Um, and that season, he was fired Ooh. from the Raptors because he couldn't beat LeBron James and the Cavaliers. Right. And that was I think that was the year that LeBron came back. They won in 2016. He was the 2016 coach of the year, and the Cavs canned him. Or, I mean, the Raptors canned him. And that's when the Pistons got him. Hmm. So, I just think it's really funny. And I don't know what he says to the team when they play the Raptors. I don't know I don't know what kind of language is used, but that team plays... I mean, they play different when they play against the Raptors and Casey's coaching. Like, I, they must be so pissed. They got like, Dwayne's special you... stuff. Yeah, I guess, but... That's what happens. So, they beat... They beat the Raptors, um, which they were a 10-point underdog at home, <laughs> and they beat the Raptors um, outright. So mm-hmm. that shows you how motivated they were playing. Cade Cunningham has been great. He's looking comfortable and consistently putting up around 
18 to 20 points a game. Um, Sadiq Bey has completely taken off. We talk about that all the time. Um, and they're, they're beginning to get to that point where we were talking about last year where they're like the young guys are playing really well again, but they're mm-hmm. still losing games. But now we're, now we're getting to enjoy a couple of wins here against, against favorable teams like last year, right? They could yeah. only beat teams that were well over 500. They beat the jazz. Mm-hmm. Um, they beat, uh, the Raptors who are a playoff team in the East right now. Um, and they got the, the breaks beaten off of them when they went to Chicago, but still they've been playing pretty competitive ba- or basketball. Yeah. Um, and it's really, it's really good to see. I mean, it's not, it, it's, it's not as horrible to watch the Pistons as it, like when the Pistons play bad, it's not as bad to watch the Pistons when the Red Wings play bad because that West Coast trip for the Red Wings was like downright unbearable. Unbearable. And at least for the Pistons, like you can kind of tell it's like, okay, these guys just don't have the talent to match up in certain areas. But then you'll see flashes of that superstar talent from Akade and dare I even say Sadiq Bey mm-hmm. now. They're fighting. Yeah. Which is entertaining to watch for sure. And I still think, I said it from day one, I think Dwayne Casey was a great hire for them. I don't think, Dwayne Casey's job has never been in question, I don't think. But some people may consider, like, do we need to change with this team? It's like, no, I mm-hmm. think you, you stay the course. I mean, I think not... there's been talks of it, but I don't think there's any, been, any serious rumors. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, there's just been, like, fans kind of, like, commenting on it or calling for it. You know, the those the little mm-hmm. more radical ones. You're not evaluating... Dwayne Casey right now on wins, which is weird um, mm-hmm. to do. Um, you're evaluating him on the the per- development of the players. Yeah, and I think at the yep. beginning of the year we were questioning that a little bit because they were they were bad, right? And it wasn't even enjoyable bad. It was just they were bad. And you had right. like the game against the Lakers where Isaiah Stewart blew up, which was fun, um, but but overall not productive. No, no. But now getting their footing getting some wins. They've had a very mm-hmm. good January um, for their standards, I should say. Um, and they aren't the worst team in the league anymore. <laughs> which is exciting. That is which something. Is cool. Which is cool. The Magic are worse than them, which I don't necessarily know how the Magic <laughs> are worse than them. But here we are. Yeah, I um, don't know. So, as always, y- you kind of have to take everything the Pistons do right now with a grain of salt. Um, but, look... I, I, I saw something too. Like they'll begin to make some big moves. I saw something Pistons trade rumors or some. I don't know what it was that uh, they're targeting DeAndre Ayton, mm. uh, center for the from the Suns, um, mm-hmm. who is who has uh, been disgruntled via his contract negotiations with the Suns because he doesn't think he's getting paid enough. And let me tell you, the Pistons will be having some cap space pretty soon here. And a center position that needs to be filled. Yes. DeAndre Ayton, come on down. We just got the spot for ya. Yes, yes. Um, in other news, uh, so I'm just reading this article that's like injury updates for the Pistons. And so Olenek is ho- uh, a hopeful to return during the current the current road trip. So okay, good. That's exciting. Um, but Jeremy Grant is or has been assigned to the cruise to kind of rehab um because yeah, he be hurt his thumb i think yeah where's he where, where was that part that it was talking about yeah he injured his uh ucl ligament 
on his right yeah. hand on his right thumb so it's, that's got to be for conditioning i mean i don't think there's any way or any other way around it yeah so he will be there for uh for a minute but we will we will see when he comes back other than that everybody else is uh is, is living their lives doing their jobs Dude, Derek Walton Jr. I've been—I I actually follow the crews. I feel like I feel like I follow the crews a lot closer than I do the Pistons, <laughs> which is really weird. Um, but Derek Walton Jr., who played a few games with the Pistons during the whole COVID thing, mm-hmm. um, he just dropped 42 points uh, in the G League uh, not too long ago, and it's good to see oh, wow, him. Good get, for him. Yeah, good to see him get some uh, get some reps and get some production down there because I mean, all of those guys, and I think this is really cool for. Like, I think we talked, uh, this is probably exactly what we talked about um, week one episode um, that we did. Like, COVID is is what it is, but a lot of guys who aren't going to get the opportunity, or who wouldn't have gotten the opportunity in years past, got the opportunity this year. Yeah. I think the, the NBA already blew through their record of most different, most unique players used in the NBA season, and we're mm-hmm. not even halfway through. Um, and then so many guys made their debuts. Um, played in their first NBA games, and a lot of those guys probably should have never saw the NBA court ever, but Mm -hmm. that's okay. Cool stories abound, and Derek Walton Jr. was one of those guys, kind of a journeyman, signing 10-day contracts. I don't think he ever appeared in a game, or at least his first start was with the Pistons, and now that that does something for you. You gain a little bit of confidence, and you can go down, play against the lesser competition, and put up big numbers, which I think is what we're seeing. Um, but this is not a minor league sports podcast. This is a major league sports podcast. So we mm-hmm. will be done talking about that. But if some other outbreak or injury happens for this team, yeah, sure. Why not Derek Walton, mm-hmm. backup point guard? Who cares? Alrighty. Uh, do you have any Tigers news, my friend? No Tigers news. Lockout's still happening. Um, that guy on the baseball subreddit, he's getting national coverage now. That's that's how you know that we're in a sad state when it comes to to baseball news. Mm-hmm. This guy he's, on MS Paint from Reddit. Oof. He's he's a 26 year old former truck driver. Okay. So I don't know, but like now it's not just like old like famous paintings. He's going into pop culture. So a couple of my favorites from this week. Um, do you remember the Patrick Swayze movie Ghost? Yes, I do. With the with the pot like scene the pot like the famous it, yes the scene the, yeah the yeah, yeah. scene yeah the, the ghost scene. the patrick swayze ghost scene yes i'm yes, fully aware that scene. so today's was mike trout as ghost as the ghost uh-huh. and shohei otani <laughs> <laughs> making <laughs> making the clay i should have sent it to delaney i don't know why i didn't but she would live for that oh my gosh oh my goodness i, I i'll go i'll send you need, it back you need to is, send that to after her this is done put me uh, in that group chat because i want to be a part of that conversation okay i will um i saw they did the the guy did the kim kardashian photo of her popping the champagne and then it's going in you know mm-hmm. going in the glass on her caboose mm-hmm. um and then I, I, on the article that I saw from the guy, uh, one of his, one of his first was, uh, the Die Hard scene, where he's in the where he's in the shaft, or like uh, the, yeah, the Yippee with Yeah, with the with the, the lighter. I don't know. No, the lighter. Oh, the, the lighter. lighter. Oh, when yeah, he's yeah. in the yes, after he falls through the shaft, gets in the air duct. I'm with you now. Mm-hmm. I thought you were yes. talking about the yes. part where he's up. No, Never no, mind. No. Got it. All right, we're here. I'm, and and yep. then. 
and then there was another one of the of the single ladies thing shohei trout and then pujols in a line doing the <laughs> good doing the thing so doing i mean this guy this guy is is brilliant i mean there's just the the ideas that he he came up with are absurd obscene but absolutely hilarious they're so funny i'm well i'm sure i'm it's got to be the most entertaining thing right now 47 days 47 yeah that is um just a new picture every single day that's dedication good for him that's a new habit you I hope you so. form you form a habit after like two weeks of doing it consistently so i i hope somebody like in i hope the mlb does something because the mlb is in the baseball subreddit but they're all the weird reddit's weird okay i'm it's not a I'm, weird place i'm i'm not a reddit guy well i'm a reddit guy okay. but i'm not like i'm not like a reddit guy you know what i mean like i get a lot of i'm a lurker i'm not sure. i'm okay. not like all right i'm, I'm not, with you I'm not the guy that's going on there for like. You don't put your two cents in. You just kind of read what other people are not saying. Not usually. Okay. You know, some to like I'll post. I mean, Reddit hockey jerseys. I'll post in there. That's about the only place I post. Um, but like those, they're so weird because they're like, we need to take solidarity with the players and lock out the MLB official account, and it's like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> what. But, but, what would you what, what's the purpose and or outcome you're hoping for with that right i yeah. just I, I mean did they ban like the mlb official account during this time like i mean that's not that's not going to solve the labor dispute it's mm -hmm. just dumb but i hope that because if you're banned you can still look in the site you right. just can't comment um so i hope mlb is seeing this and once the lockout ends they'll be like hey guy like we want to give you like tickets to the all-star game or something like like give him something yeah. because this is this is so now he's getting national coverage yeah. on espn it's like this is so funny um but what if yeah, he did like a him. live painting during like between one of the innings or something oh that would be so wouldn't good wouldn't that be funny and I think the that best would be great the best part about it is he has no artistic background whatsoever well, like he's painting on MS Paint. I <laughs> I understand, but some of these assumed. are pretty good. Like it's impressive. Like like it's good enough to where you know like like what's like what he's trying to like do, but yeah. it's also kind of bad where it's like this is a little disfigured and he's not trying to be this. <laughs> so, sure. but super funny. But that's MV news. There's nothing because there can't be anything, right? Because um, we're locked out. But uh, and spring training is will. I think every passing week will be less and less likely to happen when so. was that that was that starts february like 17 or something right i think it's at the end of the month is it at the end yeah. of this month yeah i think it oh, i gosh. think yesterday i saw there's 32 days left so i think we got a month so yeah oh, you mean right. the end of february i thought okay yep no you're right you were right the first time yeah. i just said it i just said it long that's okay but yeah we're we're back to where we started that's all right yeah but i don't think that's gonna happen shohei otani did a gq shoot so there's that Good for him. he wants to he i saw the quote it was like he like baseball is an american pastime and he's like if i can do anything to make it like the number one sport like i'm more than happy to and it's like good guy shohei like, yeah i understand why delaney's in love with this man like this is <laughs> he's a good dude big fan big fan of that big man. big fan Alrighty, um, there isn't any lions news because they're not in the playoffs uh so they are on their off season but we do have 
playoff stuff to talk. It was wild yes. card weekend. Um, not all of those games were done yet. We're still in the middle of the Rams and the uh, Cardinals. I don't know why it took me so long to think of that name. Uh, currently, it is eight to twenty-eight. I will give you one guess as to who is winning. Uh, the Rams. Uh, correct. Wow. Wow. Uh, yeah, Stafford, um, he's not supposed to win in the playoffs. Right? I don't, I think he's, uh, supposed to be, he's, supposed he's to be bad. bad. Supposed to be that's bad. What, that's what everybody told me. He's I know. Bad. He's bad. 11 for 15 for 157 yards and two touchdowns with no interceptions. Yeah, that's bad, right? I'm like pretty that. sure that's terrible. Pretty yeah, sure that's I, terrible. I hear that's really bad. Um, good for Stafford. Well done. A, a, a player well-deserving of getting his, his, as crazy as it sounds, first playoff win mm-hmm. in his career. And we can finally drop that stat that um, Tim Tebow has more playoff wins than all of these quarterbacks, which includes Stafford. So good for him. Took him a long time, and it took you know a pretty talented team to do it, but still very impressive. Uh, can't I'm sure everybody in Michigan is rooting for Stafford. Um, oh, I for right sure now. am. That's, I'm rooting for the Rams the entire time. Yeah, which is going to be weird next week because it's it'll be Bucks Rams. Yep. Which is what are you going to do? I don't know. I haven't decided. You better decide fast and and decide correctly. I I, it's I guess it's the ultimate win win, right? Or lose lose, depending how you look at it. But yeah. Yeah, like I would I wouldn't be I wouldn't be upset with either result. Okay, but whichever result happens. They need to win the Super Bowl. Yes. So if it was like one of those things, like okay, Stafford beats Brady, but then they lose to the Packers. Like, Ugh. but Stafford or Brady beats Stafford, and then Brady goes on to win the Super Bowl. I'm taking Brady every time. And I would think the Bucks would be a better team to do that right now. This is just so. This is solely from a football, like perspective mm-hmm. like the, the bucks are more well suited to go further into the playoffs than the rams are right now mm-hmm. but this is why you play the games this is why it needs to happen um but really cool stuff um we had a couple of really good games the first game of wild card weekend was the raiders and Bengals, which was probably the most exciting game of the weekend i would say i'm just trying to i'm looking i'm Oh, and the Dallas the Dallas 49ers game was pretty good too. Um but those were like the two games that were like like close. Sure. Um because the Sunday night game against Kansas City and the Steelers was a bloodbath. Uh the Saturday night game with the Bills and the Patriots was a bloodbath. It wasn't even close. The Bills had a perfect offense. They did not punt, they did not kick a field goal and they scored a touchdown on every single one of their offensive drives. Oh my gosh! So like they they literally they, they hasn't happened in like since the fifties, and they did yeah. it against the they did it against the Patriots. Oh, good for them! My goodness, they they ate their lunch and stole their allowance. Like that's what they did. So that was sweet. And then Sunday, the Bucks destroyed the Eagles. Then we had the good game, and then Sunday night we had another blowout, and then we have another blowout here on Monday night, which right. I love the idea of a Monday night playoff game. That's sweet. We should do that every year. Mm-hmm. Hopefully that's that's the case. Um, but it kind of leads me to this idea of expanded playoffs, because we're in year two of the NFL's expanded playoffs. It used to be the top two seeds get a first-round bye. Now it's only the one that, get, that gets a first-round bye. 
um, for each NFC, AFC. Um, half these games weren't close. Mm-hmm. Over half of these games were not close. Right. Whatsoever. And, you know, fans are always, clear, or especially in college football, like, oh, we need to expand the playoff. We need to, we need to expand the playoffs. We need to, we need to make sure that there's more teams that can, you know, be in a playoff race and have competitive regular season football. And I understand that. Um, however, it's years like this that really show that, <laughs> there, that maybe there shouldn't have been an expansion. The Eagles had no business playing against the Bucks Mm-mm. this week. Um, surprisingly, the Patriots had no business. For sure, a team that ties the Detroit Lions has no business being in the playoffs. <laughs> and a team that loses to the Detroit Lions, as we have seen tonight, has no business being... Look at that score. That, that is... Cardinals team <sighs> lost to the Detroit Lions. You think they were going to win on the road against a, a serviceable opponent? No. Absolutely not. No. There's no way. I think a really dedicated high school team could beat the Lions. Oh, well, let's let's pump the brakes on that. But I get, <laughs> the, not, I get the same. No, maybe not. Pretty darn um, close. But this is always one of those arguments for expanded playoffs. NBA's testing the waters with this play-in tournament sort of a thing. Um, the NBA is the last team, that, or the last league that should be tinkering with expanded playoffs because there hasn't been an eight seed to beat a one seed, let alone win multiple games in the first round in God knows how long. Right. Um, we saw it in the COVID year, which honestly was probably like for baseball, they had each division winner win and get into the playoffs and each second place division finisher be wild cards. Mm-hmm. And then we had a wild card series instead of the wild card game where everybody played at best of three kind of college world series vibes and go on uh, the rest of the postseason as, you know, so it was th- best of three, best of five, best of seven, and then best of seven. Um, they did that because the season was shortened. But even in that, um, the Brewers were a wild card team. They had a losing record and they stood no chance against the Dodgers. Um the Astros had a losing record, and they made it all the way to the American League uh, Championship Series, but the Astros are the Astros. They've been in the World Series three of the last four seasons, something like that. So, like, mm-hmm. they had a down year, but also it's, like, 60 games out of a 162-game schedule is not even half. Like, the Nationals were 18-30-something and 30-something and end up winning the World Series that year because they played so many. So the small sample size was why they expanded the playoffs. But even so, there was a bunch of teams that didn't deserve. The Marlins, of all teams, obviously showed this year that they didn't deserve to be, or if the season ended the way that it was last year, as of this year, they wouldn't have been anywhere close to a playoff spot. Mm-hmm. So as much as I loved and enjoyed that because – the world was a bit slower. There wasn't much going on. It's not good for the sport because there's so many teams that are just struggling to get by and not necessarily compete at the top level. This is why so many, like, this is why we have a lockout right now in Major League Baseball. Teams like the A's and the Rays don't have to spend a whole lot of money and they can be competitive. The Rays do it the best because they've made it to the World Series um, with that um, with that model, right? Right. But if you expand playoffs, then more teams are just going to shoot for mediocrity instead of excellence. Mm-hmm. So I'm not, I'll never be a component of 
decreasing the playoffs because I think then that's too exclusive. And then you'll get a year like you had with the AL East this year where there was four teams with 98 wins. I mean, that's crazy. And only three teams made it. Yeah. <laughs> the the fourth 98-win team did I mean, you win 98 games, you're going to the playoffs yeah. every other year except yep. this one. Um, it, it, it's... Yeah, I don't know. It's it, it it's a level of quantity versus quality, I guess. Um, and uh, I think we ran into that issue this year with the NFL playoffs because uh, we love games. We love more um, opportunities for higher state games. But I mean, if half of your half of your product is over in the first, I mean, because these are the best of the best, mm -hmm. supposedly. Mm -hmm. If half of your half of your games are over in the first quarter, that's not good for the long term health of that right now we've 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 opened up the can of worms it's we've said yeah maybe this isn't good they're not going to go backwards they're never going to drop the seventh team from the playoffs but no more <laughs> i mean we got we got to like get bylaws <laughs> that say no more we can't do any more i could maybe understand an mlb expansion maybe but Probably not. NBA, absolutely not. NHL, absolutely not. They just need to adjust their play playoff format, and they'll be back to like super competitive series again. Mm -hmm. if they they weren't, but it used to be a one through eight, and now it's this weird like division winner, and like they're still like seeding, but there isn't at the same time. It's just, anything that happens after the regular season for the NHL is just a, a, a screwed up mess. It's yes, yes. That is a topic for a different day, but that is my thoughts. Yes, so playoff format. Um, and then another layer, and Noel, I have to talk about this because I have to vent. Of course. Um, a, another layer to um, playoff weekend is all the NFL coaches being fired, um, which like happens almost immediately after the playoffs are done, or after the regular season is done. We saw a lot of that last week. A big surprise, Brian Flores from the Dolphins, who had a eight, no, seven-game winning streak in this season. <laughs> The season we just wow. played, uh -huh. after starting one and seven, and he got fired. <laughs> Why he got fired, nobody knows. Um, so lots of or the Bears fired Matt Nagy, the the Dolphins fired Brian Flores, the Giants fired Judge, um, the Raiders have an inter interim coach, the Texans fired their coach. There's openings, rumors, whatever. And every year, because I'm a Michigan fan, there's always this rumor of Jim Harbaugh leaving to go to the NFL, and usually it's not as scary because A, the production isn't there on Michigan's front, and B, it's just the NFL does what the NFL does. This year, Harbaugh's finally reached, I don't want to say the mountaintop, but gotten over the hump, and he's finally done something good for Michigan, and now the rumors are exploding. You know, he's he had great success jumping from college to the pros the first time he did it he took Colin Kaepernick and made him into a Super Bowl quarterback um, and has like a 49 and like 18 41 and 18 NFL record which is very good um, given the circumstances and now there's rumors that you know Mark Davis and him who's the owner of the Raiders are really close and they're gonna give him a ton of money and he's gonna go and then Michigan was like this this thing is a a wild web of information. Michigan <laughs> wanted to uphold their academic standards and didn't want to give a better NIL package. 
Um, there's been talks of they're, they're close to a deal. Everything that Harbaugh wants is on the table. He just hasn't signed the extension. And through the midst of this, all these rumors that are going around, he's out recruiting for Michigan. Mm-hmm. Yet these rumors are flying that he's going to go to the NFL. We hired a new defensive line coach. All of these things. And it's like, well, why would he be doing this if he was leaving? But still the rumors are, oh, he he's eyeing this team now. And there's no talks of him interviewing with anybody. So it's, you want to talk about drama? <laughs> go on a go on a Michigan Wolverines like chat room board. I I was diving deep into the chat rooms. Like, where is this information? Insiders, blah 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 blah. Where is this coming from? That that's a scary place. Oh man, it is horrifying. It is horrifying. And I I guess the quote that I will go with, and I talked to you, Noel, about this. Um, Harbaugh was at some coaches like award thing. Um, and they asked him about the NFL rumors, and he was laughing and saying, you know, they're a little bit more enjoyable this year. Mm-hmm. So nobody knows. I've There's this there's this Michigan guy. He's like a historian of Michigan athletics. His name is uh, John Bacon. John U. Bacon. It's a great name. Uh, Anyways. Great name. Great name. And he's, he's like, got, like, Harbaugh watch on his Twitter. <laughs> and it's the same thing every every day. It's nobody knows anything. And he, he went through this, and he's like, the only people who know what Harbaugh's going to do is Harbaugh. He doesn't have an agent. His family's here. Mm-hmm. If I had to guess, it's 70-30 that he stays. But I still don't know anything. Mm-hmm. But just from hearing what I'm hearing, from seeing the breadcrumbs, from seeing these hires, that's what's going to happen. But whenever there's smoke, I guess, yep. there's always a little bit of truth. So if you're sitting at home, you could be on Harbaugh watch too. And the news <laughs> tomorrow could be completely different from what is talked about tonight. Um, and I think it's going to be one or two things. He's either going to be the head coach of the Wolverines next year and beyond, or he's going to be the head coach general manager of the Las Vegas Raiders. Those are the only two options I see. Nothing else. Okay. That's Corey's <sighs> tinfoil hat segment. Tinfoil hat. That would be so lame if he left after all that happened. You're so close. You've gotten everything you wanted. You got you got the monkey off. Well, he didn't get everything he wanted. Well, he didn't get the national championship. But I think we talked about this. The national championship was like a measuring stick. No, I know. We did talk about this. I'm just saying, he didn't get everything he wanted. No, he did. But that's the thing. Why would you leave when you now got to that point? I know. (sighs) But college national championship. NFL. I mean, like, I know that they're two different levels, but also it's the next step in his career, right? If he wants it, that's and if we do, we know that he wants to go to the NFL. Has he talked about that? Football is so weird, though. Well, he's he's the rumors. There's nothing from him specifically. No direct quote saying that. Well, I guess, I guess there was a quote saying that. He talked to a recruit saying that he would entertain NFL offers. Okay. But he told a recruit that. And I've I've seen reports where he's talked to, like, high school coach. He, he talked to the high school coach of the number one quarterback recruit in the nation, Arch Mannings. Mm-hmm. Familiar name related to the Mannings. Mm-hmm. And he told that coach that he's staying at Michigan. And he's out recruiting. 
he has a new hire, and I just that doesn't really compute to me that he would be going and talking to these kids, recruiting them to the school, mm-hmm. and he'd just get up and leave. I I just don't think that makes a whole lot of sense. But crazier things have happened. I don't understand. And for football, it's weird because there's no minor league system for football. It's essentially college football is the minor league system. Right. Um. And you have this echelon of of coaching. Right, so you have Bill Belichick, and you have Nick Saban. Some may consider these guys to be equally great football minds, but just in a different. Uh, I guess it's like pizza, right? Okay. <laughs> Chicago, Chicago deep dish pizza, and Detroit deep dish pizza. Well, Detroit wins right? every time, but yes. But, ar- I know. Argument aside. I know. Argument aside. Yes, They're I'm understanding what you're saying. They're, They're both, both pizza. pizza. <laughs> they both are arguably pizza. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, they're both pizza. I know. Um, but I don't think you eat pizza with a fork. But yeah, there's there's the greatest deep dish pizza, and there's the greatest Detroit deep dish pizza, mm. or like stuff like that, and like they're both kind of held in the same light. Yes. You get what I'm saying? It's not. Yes. It's not like a or even college basketball too. Maybe I don't even know. It's it's weird. It, it'll never be like a manager in Major League Baseball compared to a manager in college baseball. Mm-hmm. That won't be like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but John Wooden, mm-hmm. legendary basketball coach, arguably considered one of the greatest coaches of all time. He never coached in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Maybe he did. I don't know. But all of his success was in, uh, all of his success was in college. Yeah. Um, Phil Jackson, coach of multiple dynasties. Yep. NBA coach. Yep. Great coach. Yep. But professional coach. So I, I don't like if it's legacy what you're going for, you haven't won a championship in either. Whichever one gets you the best I mean, if the NFL probably gives you the best chance because there's less teams, but also winning a Super Bowl is not easy. No, no, there's a couple steps and Tom Brady Go, to contend with. So going to a Super Bowl is not easy, <laughs> as 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 we know. Mm-hmm. Um so if it's a legacy thing, I don't really know. I feel like his legacy would be stronger if he just stayed, played at Michigan, goes back, and then leads him to the promised land. Mm-hmm. And if he leaves, I feel like his legacy would be really tarnished. Like he did a lot, he did some great stuff, but then he leaves after his best season when you have finally your five-star quarterback, the guy that you recruited. I just, I just don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm, I keep telling myself that he's not going anywhere. It's just the beginning. Like he said, like he said, right. it's just the beginning. Right. But everything could change in one conversation. So who knows? Who knows? I don't have anybody to talk to about this, about this in Indiana. Nobody cares about college football in Indiana. It's all college basketball because their football teams are a joke. But, I know. I mean, I appreciate the fact that I'm here for you, but... That also makes my eyes glaze over just a little bit. <laughs> Michigan Michigan Athletics might be my number one. They're creeping up there. I know. They're creeping up there really fast. Alrighty, folks. I have nothing else. Do you have anything else? No. I shouldn't say anything else. <laughs> no more tinfoil hat theories? No more nope. uh, derailed trains? Okay. No. Folks, <laughs> we are out for this week. Um, we so appreciate you sticking around for this past year um we've had a lot of highs and lows uh it's been (laughs) 
uh, a tough season and a fun season for all of our sports. And Absolutely. we really appreciate you being here for all of that um, and listening to the three of us just yell into the void, basically. Thanks, lovely people. Hey, everybody. This is Noelle. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the CNC Replay. Please subscribe and rate us five stars as it really helps us out. And give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter at CNC Sports Pod. We'll see you next week.